This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I close my eyes and I'm somewhere else, just like magic. Ho, 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 music fans. Christmas music is coming to town. <laughs> Thanks to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Stand back. I'm coming in hot tonight, Chelsea. I guess so. <laughs> Plus, am I getting a hint of romance in the air? Oh, Fernando, you sure are. But we're not just swooning for Camila Cabello this week. Directioners, all your gifts are coming early this year thanks to new music from Liam Payne, Harry Styles, and Niall Horan. Wow, that's three of them. Plus, Halsey's got not one, but two new songs. Um, And by the way, one of them's featuring BTS's Suga. No big deal. No, not at all. And when it takes us this long to mention albums from French Montana and the Chainsmokers, you know it's going to be a big week. It's literally a huge week. All of that and more is coming your way right now because today is New Music Friday and Billboard is here to break down this week's biggest releases. I'm Chelsea Briggs. And I am Fernando Ventura. Welcome to Billboard's first stream live. Okay, Chelsea, I just got to say right up front that what? all that noise you're hearing in the background, we got it a party going on over here. I am you backstage do? at 99.7 Now's Poptopia concert. We've got oh, wow. performances tonight from Lizzo, Halsey, NCT 127, Bozzy. Nice. I just interviewed Allie Brooke a few minutes ago, and I'm going to be talking to Louis Tomlinson here in just a little bit. Who's who are you most excited to interview? Uh, I can't wait to get in front of Halsey. I've never Ooh. met her before. I am super excited about meeting her tonight. Uh, you'll be hearing my interviews from tonight's big concert on First Stream Live here in the coming weeks. And, awesome. of course, we're going to be talking about Halsey's brand new singles a little bit later on in the show tonight. Uh, I can't wait. We'll have so much fun. Good luck there. Uh, in the meantime, Fernando, what did you end up doing last weekend? Yeah, I don't know. Took a nap. Yeah, exactly. My, my point. Because <laughs> here's what Taylor Swift accomplished. No big deal. She just wrote a new holiday song, recorded it, and turned it around for release today, along with a music video. Now, Taylor wasn't exactly sure if she would drop the track so soon, so she went directly to her trusted advisors, a.k.a. the itty-bitty pretty kitty committee aka her cats <laughs> meredith olivia and benjamin they're so cute meredith should i put out a christmas song like now benjamin should i put out a christmas song olivia please can you talk can you just focus for one second well, as we heard there, the committee really didn't have much to offer. Which, <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Honestly, it's probably You're being too a little hard rude. On them. But in fairness to Meredith, Olivia, and Benjamin, they knew deep down that Taylor would make the right choice anyway and gift us with a new track this week. We already mentioned the video. It's made up of home movies. And check this out. It aired on Good Morning America today. Sure did. But now let's enjoy the music itself. Here is Taylor Swift, hot off the presses, with Christmas Tree Farm. Now, 
next week will also be a big one for Taylor Fernando. And not to brag or anything, I'm very excited. I'll actually be in the house on December 12th in LA when she becomes the first person ever to receive Billboard's Woman of the Decade Award at our annual Women in Music event. Awesome. So pumped for this one. It is like my favorite event we do. You know, it, it's been an amazing time for her, but she just got Artist of the Decade at the yeah. AMAs. And now this award from Billboard. Yeah, and as we gear up to celebrate our time with Taylor, let's go ahead and check out her recent interview she did with Zane Lowe on Apple Music's Beats 1, where Zane asked about the successful launch of Lover, which, of course, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. And that even got Taylor talking about how reactions to her music has really changed over the years. An interesting dynamic happens between you and your previous work. Everything you do is a standing ovation on your first record if you're having that breakthrough record. And then you put out your second body of work and then you realize that everything you're putting out now is being compared to what they liked about your first record. But then you put out the third one Mm. and then it's compared to the first two Mm -hmm. and it goes on and on and on. By the time you're at album seven, you have such a strange convoluted relationship with your previous work because you're like, damn it, All Too Well was a good song. And I knew with this album, it was almost a return to form. Like Reputation was such an important record for me because I couldn't stop writing. I knew if I did an interview about it, none of it would be about music. And this this entire lover phase of my life, there's been no distraction from the music. Fernando, I have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting some more for this moment. I know you have. But no more delays. It's time to wrap ourselves in the warm embrace of Camila Cabello's romance. Her sophomore album finally arrived this week after an incredible amount of buildup. Of course, you know, we've already heard Shameless, Easy, Liar, Cry For Me, and Living Proof. We just played a little bit of that one from Camila's performance last week at the AMAs. That was absolutely amazing, but it wasn't even her biggest moment on an award show this year. Of course, the really huge one came at the MTV VMAs in August with the duet heard around the world. No, they didn't kiss, but here's Uh. Camila and Shawn Mendes on Senorita. But Fernando, that's not the only big collab on the album. Camila teamed up with DaBaby for a track called My Oh My, which we finally got to hear this week. Take a listen. My mama doesn't trust him. He's only I'm the type to make a turn on the daddy. The baby, make her forget what she learned from her daddy. I don't be tripping on this shawty. I let her do whatever she please. I don't be kissing on this shawty. She don't be kissing on me. Camila is celebrating the occasion in a big way, and you are actually part of this whole thing, Chelsea. So she's doing this LA pop-up here where she's basically selling exclusive merch. It's like an immersive experience, so fans can go listen to her album and learn a little bit about the tracks. And I'm doing a sit-down 30-minute live Q&A with Camila just to talk about the album, talk about what she's been through in the last couple years that's inspired it. And here's the thing, I've known Camila since she was 15 years old. I've been interviewing her backstage at the X Factor the day she was put in Fifth Harmony, I was there. So I think it's been really cool to hear her really come into her own and find this voice. You have to remember the last album, her debut album, she really hadn't lived a lot of life. She's gone through her first love, heartbreak, and now this like whirlwind romance again with Shawn Mendes. I'm just excited to hear her really speak her truth with this album because I know these are all coming from very personal experiences. And one thing though I'm excited to ask her is, I interviewed her a couple months ago and she told me this. 
I know Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran have always been, they were people you looked up to when you were first started writing music and now yeah. they're friends of yours. I want to know if like, I know. do you send them your music when, like have, has Taylor heard the Romance Project? Actually both her and Ed, we were in Nashville when I wrote this song, which is probably my favorite song I've ever written ever. I played them both the song. I remember Ed was like, this is like the best thing you've ever done. Taylor was like, she loved it and you know, that really meant so much to me. Like, they're like my songwriting heroes, you know? And we don't know what song that is yet, so I'm excited to get the answer for that. What's the song on our album that Ed and Taylor are massive fans of? Get that story. Get it, Chelsea. Get the I know tea. if anybody can find out, it's gonna be you. Beautiful stranger, here you are in my arms, but I think it's finally, 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 finally safe for me. All right, next up, a woman who is here in the building at Poptopia, Halsey, revealing the track list this week for her highly anticipated third album, Manic. That arrives in January, so we still need a little bit more time to wait for that Uh one. One of the titles she shared was Finally Beautiful Stranger. She dropped that song today, and we just heard a little bit of it. Now, in her announcement, we also learned about some features we can look forward to, including Dominic Fike, one of my favorites, on Dominic's mm-hmm. interlude, and Alanis Morissette on yes. Alanis, on Alanis <laughs> so interlude. But, Fernando, you know there was one song title in particular that really got a certain fan mm. army going. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be Suga's interlude. The sound you hear right now is the BTS army basically exploding. Uh, and uh-huh. They have right to. We have the song right here, right now, because Halsey dropped two tracks this week. What? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Halsey and BTS's own Suga on Suga's interlude. Halsey sat down recently with Zane Lowe to talk about reinventing herself for Manic and why she wanted a longer lead time for the album. Here's what Halsey had to say. The album is done, it's delivered. It comes out January. Outstanding. We're doing a really long lead because I have a lot of amazing visuals coming with this album that I really want everyone to spend time with before they dive into this record. I think this album is gonna be the one where people go, oh, we get it now. She changes her sound completely every time. Because between Badlands and HFK, people were like, is this just inconsistent? And I was like, no, this is my pattern. This is what I do, is I just change the whole thing. I guess you could say we're really stacking up those oh. huge releases. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> As Liam Payne drops his debut full-length album this week. Mm-hmm. The set features the very simple and kind of perfect title of LP1. Billboard's Taylor Weatherby spoke to Liam recently for a piece coming up in the magazine next week. But let's take a listen now to what he told her about finding his sound for LP1. Here is Liam. I wrote a lot of those different songs that are the newer songs on the album. Um, and for me, it was kind of a case of, you know, someone once said to me, you're like an amalgamation of all the artists you've ever listened to. And for me, that comes across in these records quite a lot. Like, I think of Justin Timberlake and I think of Usher, like uh, Chris Brown, maybe a little bit as well. And then even older artists like Frank Sinatra, different people like that as well. You, you kind of hear all of those different sounds coming through. And for me, it's, kind of, it's just funny that all the first albums I used to kind of help me create this album as well. 
Taylor also asked Liam what song best represents him on the album. I mean, Live Forever is actually a really good representation of me, I think, out of every, all the songs. And it's been my very close friend of mine who actually went through a, a huge trauma. You know, you get to that age where you realize that you're not really invincible anymore and bones do break and stuff like that. And it was kind of at a point where he had to make a, a choice for himself. I think I've been quietly struggling with that. Life got so crazy so quick, it just kind of puts you in a very strange frame of mind. It's very difficult to describe to somebody. You Reckless, restless, I let it get so hectic. All the way up with my head in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Too much, too gone, too many, too fun. I don't know how, but I got out of life. It's all about how you want to live your life, really, but finding that one person that you can lean on through this experience that kind of gets you through and makes you realize, well, I do want this forever. Do you know what I mean? And that was, that was a real strong message for me, not even through the live or die aspect, through the to be an artist, not be an artist. So I think that one spoke to me and from me personally the most out of all the songs. She got to talk to Liam and now we get to talk to her. Let's bring in Billboard's Taylor Weatherby and dig into LP1. And you got to hear the album before it dropped. So what's your overall takeaway on the sound Liam's delivering for fans with his debut? Well, I think it's interesting that it's been two and a half years since Strip That Down came out because I really do feel like that kind of established what he was going for. And we actually talked about that a little bit. So I think he really found his sound and his lane with this kind of hip hop R&B inspired vibe. And the album's actually 10 new songs and then the six singles that he's released with Strip That Down and For You with Rita Ora and all of the songs that he's put out over the last two and a half years, which I thought was an interesting take, Mm -hmm. like to put those six singles on there when some of them are now two and a half years old but yeah he he kind of talked about how he kind of wanted to just pay homage to those songs and you know they were part of his development as a solo artist so I think it was all kind of part of his story but the 10 new songs are really what kind of solidifies the lane he's trying to be in I think it's really cool that he's found this sound and you could tell he feels really comfortable in it. And so bottom line, like for the Directioners or Liam Payne fans who haven't heard the album yet, do you think they're going to be happy with what they have to hear with the rest of the tracks? Yeah, I think they'll be happy. I don't know that there's anything that stands out like a single the way that, because I mean, Stack Mm -hmm. It Up was clearly the single of the bunch. It'll be interesting to see what Directioners grab onto because there's some really kind of dark lyrics in there, especially on a song called Weekend. As he talked to me, it sounded like he hadn't really been able to be super open with his singles. So the lyrical content in the new songs is very true to his story and, you know, a little bit more honest and raw. I come alive on the weekend. I might die on the weekend. Another line for my demons. I might die on the weekend. You can hear that in songs like Weekend, but my personal favorite is Remember. It's probably one of the most pop-leaning ones on the album. Wish I could press reset, but it's not that easy. We are only one week away from the release of Harry Styles' sophomore album, Fine Line. Go ahead, yep. control yourself. So I'm going to say, no, keep going. Do you going. need to take a breath? It's your turn to talk. 
We've heard a couple songs from the record so far, including uh-huh. Lights Up and the track we just played, Watermelon Sugar. And today we got Adore You, along with a Aww. high concept music video that Harry teased earlier this week. count down the days until the full album release. Let's take a listen to what Harry had to say about Fine Line when he talked to Zane Lowe recently for Apple Music's Beats 1. When you started, started on, this, on this new album, right, on Fine Line, had your opinion changed about your self-titled debut? I can hear all of the places where I feel like I was playing it safe because I just didn't want to get it wrong. I guess a big part of going into this album was I want to work out how to make all of this feel really fun. I was kind of trying to redefine what success meant to me. And one of my friends kind of said, if you're happy doing what you're doing, then nobody can tell you you're not successful. Well, we're especially glad Harry's record hits next week because we still have to wait until next year for Niall Horan's sophomore album. But, Fernando, this week... Niall was still good to us. To tide us over, he dropped his first new song since the album's lead single, Nice to Meet Ya, which arrived in October. Yay! Yay is right. Let's go ahead and listen to the new track, a very special one to Niall, who calls it, quote, one of my favorite songs I've written. Here's Put a Little Love on Me. I look around as my heart is collapsing Cause you're the only one I need So put a little love on As we continue to wait patiently for 2020 and the new album, here's a little bit of my recent chat with Niall for 99.7 Now Radio here in San Francisco. It has been almost two years since your debut, Flickr, was released. Uh, Did you take more creative control with this album, you think? I've always had full control there and that that kind of thing. I think the, the first album definitely represented how exa- exactly how it felt, how I wanted to announce myself onto the music scene as a solo artist, I guess, kind of in that chilled out manner. Um, and I think I think it did that. I feel like I'm in a bit more of a fun place at the minute, so I wanted to write more fun pop songs. My record label are really good at just kind of letting me go and do my thing and then just kind of sliding a piece of work across the table and, and then they take control yeah, from there, right. you know what I mean? So. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm one of the lucky ones, yeah. Okay P.S. I hope you're happy. That is P.S. I hope you're happy. And you know what? We are pretty happy to hear uh-huh. a team up between the Chainsmokers and Blink-182. That powerhouse collab is from the Chainsmokers' third album, World War Joy, which dropped today. Like its predecessor, Sick Boy, this set was built one single release at a time. In March, we got Kill You Slowly. April brought Do You Mean, Call You Mine with B.B. Rexa, that hit in May. Takeaway with Elenium and Lennon Stella arrived in July. Push My Luck was officially released in November. And the very first single debuted way back in February, Five Seconds of Summer, the band that's been supporting the Chainsmokers on their World War Joy arena tour, teamed up with the guys for that track. Of course, we're talking about the big hit song, Who Do You Love? As we mentioned, this type of regular release schedule is nothing new for the Chainsmokers. The guys once explained to Billboard why they like keeping those singles a coming. Releasing music consistently gives you kind of like, it gives you like your fans like a real time um, experience as you when you're growing as an artist. I feel like we're always growing as artists and you know, the fact that we can put out stuff month by month gives us the opportunity to like 
be super influenced by you know something, an event, another artist, something, and, and make something and have it come out immediately. I think that's just a really unique thing that we're we're really pumped to take advantage of. Last month, it was a tough one for French Montana. He was hospitalized late in November for severe stomach issues and an elevated heart rate. Now on Thanksgiving, he revealed that he was being released from the ICU and said he was getting better one day at a time. Thank goodness. Now, fans got even better news from French, though, on Tuesday when he revealed that his highly anticipated album, Montana, was coming this week. Holy surprise. Now, the set arrived today, and we wish French, of course, a full and speedy recovery. So let's take a listen to one of Montana's Montana's biggest tracks. You know it, you love it. Writing on the wall featuring Post Malone and Cardi B. French actually spoke to Tim Westwood on Capital Extra Radio in the UK about working with Post, Cardi, and Russian who produced the track. Take a listen. I mean, we knew each other. Everybody knew each other over a decade. Then with Cardi, like, I, I texted her, like, we, we got to do something. And Post Malone, likewise. Mm. You know, it got me thinking, like, I've been in the game for a minute. And I'm, I'm still I'm still young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's why that energy came off that song like that. And we collaborated so many different sounds, so many genres. Like, you can hear pop in it. You can hear rap in it. You can hear Afro beats in it. You mm. can hear, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So to bring all that sound together, with singing and rapping is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not easy to do it. We're listening to Tiptoe featuring a boogie with the hoodie from Roddy Rich's debut album, which dropped this week called Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. Now, the song premiered on Apple Music's Beats 1 as Zayn Lowe's world record last week, and Roddy talked to Zayn about making the track. Me and Boogie, when we first met each other, it was just more so just conversation to understand where each other was from. Understanding his perspective on how he was raised and what he what he was brought up doing and just he just got to hear a little bit of what I what I got into and it kinda just grew from that. Now other guests in the album include Ty Dolla Sign, who shows up on Backseat, and Meek Mill, who appears on PETA. Uh, there was one room with Meek do. Yellow land look like Pikachu. Back to back and then the Rolls Royce, jumping out them ghosts playing peekaboo. Any mini, money, most see a bad bitch. I could peekaboo. Rolls Royce to the chopper, chopper to the jet, Kylie a week or two. Another person who recently sat down with Roddy Rich was Billboard's own Carl Lamar. Now you can read the full interview right now on Billboard.com, but here's what the 21 year old had to say about artists who influenced his sound, including Lil Wayne, Young Thug, and Future. Wayne, I can say with well, Wayne, it was more of the double entendre, the, the just the bars, you know, like that, that like I really Mixtape Wayne. Yeah. With Future, it was just the way he spoke about his lifestyle was just so different. Even though it might have been the same thing that everybody that was coming up with him was experiencing, it was like he spoke about it in such a way where you was just like, okay, man, I really just, I could see this. Like, right. It was like visual, mm-hmm. you know? And then with Thug, it was like his like his melodies and how he attacked his music. So all them three, like, just the different stuff that made me like their music is what I kind of just attached myself to and make mine. Stay, stay, baby. And finally, today we got the final posthumous album from the late rapper XXXTentacion. It's called Bad Vibes Forever, and we just heard the title track featuring Trippy Red and PNB Rock. Now, in a teaser for the album, both guys talk about their memories of XXX, and so does another big fan, Billie Eilish. 
I just see the impact that he had on people and the impact that he had on me and I barely even knew him and that's insane. He was like a beam of light and just tried to do everything for other people. That was like the most selfless kid I've ever met in my life. He really changed and impact my life on a whole bigger scale than anybody could ever know. Forever and always. Now the overall roster of guests on the project is very impressive. There's Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Noah Cyrus, and one of XXX's favorite bands, Blink-182, appears on the set's last track, which is called It's All Fading to Black. All right, Chelsea, time to get ready for your Camila live stream. Yes. And I have got to get back into this Poptopia. Also, I will miss you on the show next week since you're going to be at Billboard's Women in Music event in L.A. I guess that's a pretty decent excuse. But you know what? I'm happy that I'll get plenty of scoop from our honorees that we'll be sharing right here on future episodes. Yes, and we are looking forward to that. In the meantime, mm -hmm. that is our show for this week. Don't forget to join us every Friday on Billboard.com for your insider's guide to all the best news music. Until next week, I am Fernando Ventura. And I'm Chelsea Briggs. We'll see you then on First Stream Live. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.